Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. Da, 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 da. I'm sore. <laughs> Me too. Uh. I literally have an ice pack strapped to my back right now. <laughs> <laughs> what a long weekend. Um, thank you for joining us. Yes. Let's jump in gun news real quick. Yes. Knock a couple things out. Uh, first up, Align Tactical has come out with a new product. Now, Align Tactical is known for making the uh, takedown levers that double as gas pedals for 320s. And they also are the guys that made the offset mag release, which I'm very fond of, for the 320, where it kind of kicks it upward, mm -hmm. especially for lefties. Lefties seem to love it. Yeah. Well, now you can do their thumb rust technology, but replace the trigger pin of your Gen 5 Glock. That's cool. Yes. Now, I know and what most people are thinking. Go ahead. This isn't going to work. It's a pin. But it does have an anti-rotational element to it. So when you want to replace the pin, there is a uh, piece of the uh, thumb rest that nestles under the... The little notch for your takedown bar of your Glock. Mm, nice. Cool. So, Smart. Yeah. It won't... It won't necessarily just, oh, freely spin. All right. Now... To take your gun, your slide down, you have to remove that pin first. Yeah. Yeah, just pop yeah. it out. Align Tactical is known for making the thumb rest that's kind of the opposite of what most people think of for, like, a, a gas pedal. Like, TiVo... And Odin, they make these giant, like, in-your-face, like, brah. Monsters. It's here. <laughs> yeah. Align, uh, their SIG model and their current Glock model uh, will work confirmed in an unmodified Safariland 6390 ALS holster. Ooh. So if it's something that you thought would be a cool idea for your duty gun... For law enforcement, if your department allows department it, would allow it <laughs> right. you know, it's an option for you. I do think it's cool that it will work in those holsters. Yeah. Because a lot of times you throw these thumb rests on and it's like, well, that's cute. Uh, your holster is useless now. Right. So, and they do make a good product. We ran into them at GunCon. Yeah. They have, they have quite a few items available for different makes and models of guns. I was really impressed. Yep. Uh, Sig, Canic. Glock and the HK. They make yes. it for the VP9. VP9. It was really fun to like get a chance to like see because obviously all the guns are different, right? Mm -hmm. They have different pieces mechanically, but every single one of those gas puddles or thumb rests is replacing a factory part, mm -hmm. which is not a oh it has to go onto your tack rail. It has to be drilled into your frame. It has to blah, blah, blah. Like, it replaces a factory part, which means for USPSA. Yeah, it is USPSA legal. Yep. Now, again, it's not my thing, but I know a lot of people like them. Yeah, same. So. Um, what else we got? Other gun news. We have the Smith & Wesson MMP 22 Magnum. Yeah, so remember we told you that, oh, Smith & Wesson's coming out with a gun July 22nd. Or July 22nd, it's not even here 12th, yet. July 12th. Yeah. Hush them <laughs> A week ago. Yeah. And we speculated, gave our thoughts, none of which came through, <laughs> came true. So, Well, before, kind of yours did. Not really. My thought was they're going to bring back, like, you know, the 5900 series, the 3600, like, 3900, whatever. Well, they gave you the, a hammer-fired gun. The, well, that's true. You know, aluminum body, like a remake of one of their classics, mm -hmm. right, is what I was expecting. That's what my guess was. I'm going to tell you guys right now what this dick did. <laughs> he looks up on his phone the night before. He goes, oh, my God, the new Smith was leaked. I said, no shit. He goes... It is the new 6900. I'm like, oh my god, I lost my fucking mind. He was bullshitting me, guys. It was. It was hilarious. I was so hyped. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. She hit me. I, I. It was like a backhanded love tap. 
Yeah, so were Ike Turner's. <laughs> you abusive, abusive woman. Did you tell these people this? Hey, the truth is out there. Just like the truth about this gun. It is not what people expected. Not at all. Uh, a lot of people are calling this the poor man M and... What, what do they call their 5.7 one? Is it M&P 5.7? Yeah. Yeah, so M&P 5.7 because our naming department is original as hell. Right. Well, it beats the the TP90ASK... Yeah, but those at least have a meaning behind it, though. Right. You know, they're so lengthy and extensive. Yeah, but this is just like, guess what? Another M and P. Which one? The twenty two. Which Magnum. Magnum. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, let's break the gun down. The gun is a full size gun. It is. It's a big gun. It looks every bit as big as the five seven. It is. Uh, The barrel is four point three. The weight twenty two ounces. The overall height is. Basically six inches, thirty round capacity, twenty two mag, MSRP six forty nine. Yeah, it and like it like I made fun of. It's an internal hammer gun, so uh, shares the same type of hammer fire as the five seven and as the uh, Easies, mm-hmm. same style ish, yeah. except I guess not the Easy because that's kind of got a. A regular spring in the back where the 5.7 uses actually like a hammer spring. Mm. So, a little bit different. Uh, like the 5.7 though, the 22 mag does use the uh, trademarked Tempo barrel. Now, as goofy as the trademark is, it is kind of a cool system. If you're not familiar, the temper, Tempo barrel. So, usually you, you pull the trigger, ignition happens... And it starts to unlock the breech and recoil happens. Right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen with the temple barrel. So the unlocking of the barrel, like camming the barrel open, Mm -hmm. doesn't happen until the bullet passes a gas port. Hmm. So it's, it's a little different, which aids in the softness at which this gun is supposed to shoot. Very soft. 22 mag, as a general rule, is very soft. Um, I've talked so to a few people. So it's probably a dream to shoot. Yeah, a few people said that this is the lightest recoiling gun they've ever shot. Wow. So, uh, I, I do want to try one. I've always liked 22 mag. I've always been kind of fond of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I need, to, I need a palate cleanse for 22 mag, because the last one I shot, went, to me, was kind of stupid. Which was? The Walther. Mm. The, uh... The... Four magazine release. Yeah, yeah, gun. yeah, the WMP, the Why So Many Mag releases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, have you shot the PMR thirty? Yes. And love it. Okay, so a dream. I love, love, love it. What I'm thinking is that this is going to give me PMR thirty vibes when I shoot it. I think it'll be a mix. Like if you were to like crash the PMR thirty and that XT twenty two. I'm drawing a blank on the model, but it's by Rock Island, and it's like their 1911 22 mag. Oh, yeah, the XTM. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. So if you smash those two together, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's going to be what it's like. Yeah, I can see that. Which, I think that's going to be cool. And honestly, if it feels as good in the hand as the 5.7 does, they look very similar. I got to handle the 5.7 at shot, mm-hmm. obviously, because of the thread barrel. We can't get them in Illinois, so I haven't done anything other than touch it at SHOT Show, but I loved the way it felt. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah, and this has the same texture that's loved on basically all 2.0 pistols. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very slim, fiber optic sight in the front. It is cut for micro series uh, RMSC red dots. Good. Which, again, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Picatinny rail, Ambi slide stop and manual safety... Uh, the mag release is inter- uh, is swappable to be right or left. And they say flat face trigger. There's nothing flat about this trigger. Look at this trigger. Is this trigger flat? Stop. Is the trigger on your M&P from Apex flat? Yes. Is the trigger or your 320? Yeah. My M&P trigger from Apex flat? 
So I this would say is... the front of that is flat once you put pressure on the dingus. The dingus itself sticks out, no. which visually makes it look like it has a curve. It does look straight. Yeah, okay. So picture this a road. Yes? There's a mild curve at the top. Okay, so we're approaching this. And what would you tell me? That the Go part, straight? The part you're placing your finger at is flat. You're never gonna Poppy have your talk. you're never gonna have your finger all the way up there at the hinge. I won't. My whole finger fits in that thing. Yeah, yeah. Regardless. Anyway. Semi flat, fla face. semi flat face trigger. Yeah, flat-ish face trigger. And they did, um, it looks like they slimmed and made it a little lower profile of a thumb safety than they have done on all of their M other M&P series. Yeah, to me this just looks like an extended CSX one. Yes. Uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a large fin type right. safety. Yeah, it's not a like, It's level. not a shielded safety type thing like all their other ones have. Right. Like, I mean, even their easies, you know, it's a, it's already a big gun for what it is and you got a giant fin on it. So. so, we'd like to try it. Hopefully we will find a model or someone that lives in another state. Okay. If you own one, come and visit us and let us shoot your toys. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, I have a car. I'll travel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring the ammo. Yeah. Uh, I, the only thing I don't understand about this gun is why does it exist? Like why did why did they create it? Yeah. Do they have a twenty two mag that's not a revolver? No. Did they feel like they needed to fit in with the Caltech clan? Well, I guarantee Caltech said, <laughs> "I swear to God, if you steal another one of our guns," which they said they probably said that like three or four models ago. Yeah. Well, let's run down the list. What were they? So you have the KSG, and they yep. come out with their M and P twelve. Yep. That was like the big one. That was the big like. Really? You... Yeah. you guys are copying someone's homework. Yeah. We're not exactly sure yet, but you're definitely copying someone's homework. Right. And then you had the FPC. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what it's called? Uh, they're folding pistol, pistol carving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, this looks very familiar to some other student's homework, but it's a little bit different. It's kind of folding in a different direction. Right. It's, it's not bad right. from what we hear. But it looks suspiciously familiar. Yeah. And now you have this where it's like 30 rounds of 22 mag. That's never been done, but... Hmm. But wait, the Celtic PMR 30. Hmm. So I think those are the three that I can think of off the top of my head, but like, I want to say there's more. Well, Ruger did the, the P380. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it on those. Smith didn't do anything else. At least not yet. Right. So, Caltech is the smart kid in class, and everybody else is hanging on to their grades by the seat of yeah, their pants Calte and the, uh, leaning over Caltech's shoulder. They're the engineers. They're just not people, 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 people persons? They're not people people. Yeah. All right. I think that is it for... The new, new stuff. Yeah. Now we get to talk about uh, results for the shooting matches. We yes. only had one. It's one that we were at. It was the Wisconsin sectional, mm -hmm. which, much like Illinois, I'm not entirely sure why it's a sectional. Right, rather than a championship. Just a state championship. Mm -hmm. So until like, otherwise... Is there a northern, southern Wisconsin that we didn't know about? Because we've shot the Wisconsin Championship Pretty sure we were as sectional. far north in Wisconsin as we could right. go. We, we've shot the Wisconsin section right. in Schultz. Yeah, we've Which was literally just over the Illinois border. Right. And we've shot that same titled match in Rhinelander this weekend. Um... 65 miles from the Canada border. <laughs> right. And then we've also shot it in uh, Holman mm -hmm. and in Augusta, which are in the middle. Right. So. Why not state championship? It's the state championship. Why section? Yeah. So the Wisconsin state match happened. 
Let's uh, run through the results real quick, and then we'll kind of just talk about uh, our little adventure. We'll start with carry optics. You want to do carry optics? Yeah. We're doing uh, top five, top yeah, sure. three. Top five, and we got some shout-outs for our gunslinger family. All right. Fifth place, carry optics, Luke Faust. Fourth, Jesse A. Newton. Third place, Jacob Smagex. 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 Second place, Tim Dundry, a.k.a. 10 for Timmy. Yes. And first place, Carry Optics, Justin Anderson. So, uh, We need an applaud button, I feel like. Yeah, maybe when we get a little fancier. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, shout out Justin, congrats man. Uh, Justin is the living embodiment of a tactical guy can come and, well, do really well at a USPSA match if he trains correctly. So, well done, buddy. Congratulations. Uh, we also had a couple shout-outs. Uh, fellow Chicago gunslinger Zach Sims, 21st. And... Uh, George Asico, 36th. And 39th place. Susan Brown. Who also took... First place C-Class carry optics and... Believe, uh, she, we're in lady. Uh, she, as far as I can tell, she was second. Second in lady. Yes. Because Nancy placed in front of her, Huspec. She's seen senior lady, so I don't know if it's separated that way. It's not. Okay. You're still in the lady category. Um, Susan, absolutely fantastic job. I got to shoot with her all day long, and... It was like, you know, for like the longest time we were close, you know, her and I, very close, you know, I beat her by a little bit, she beat me by a little bit, and it was always back and forth, back and forth, and she has, like, you can seriously tell that she's been, like, putting time in with her gun. She's gotten, like, crazy good over this last year. Yes, congratulations. It's, uh, it's impressive. And, uh, yeah, I thought you did an awesome job this weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, then 42nd place, Elmer Rodriguez, fellow gunslinger, 50th place, Cookie, David Cook, you can say mine, it's not impressive, no I can't find it, 59th, oh there it is, <laughs> I lost my place, 59th, Yay. next, <laughs> next, Limited division. Fifth place, Tom Kemper. Fourth, Les Anderson. Third place, Andrew Yackley. Second, Colin Maxson. And first place, Limited, Christopher Wisniewski. Special shout out. Sixth place, Joe Sanchez. Which, man... He had a tough break because he had a really, 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 really bad jam. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was rocking the match. Yeah. Yeah, he was. So. He had, like, his game face on, like, the whole day. Yeah. Like, super in the zone. So, sorry, Uncle Joe. Tough break, buddy. Next time. Uh, Hopefully not that far north. Yeah. <laughs> well, it won't be. We'll get into that in a second. The new division, Limited Optics, uh, was decidedly a lot more full at last minute, due to a lot of the gunslingers jumping on. Yeah. So, top five, fifth place, fellow platypus shooter, Tony Ponch Pontrelli. Fourth place, Becky Ackley. Becky Ackley. Third place, David Cologne. Fellow gunslinger. Second place, Charles Kim. And first place, Dave Del Rosario. Also Chicago Gunslinger. So yes. three of the top five for LimOps Gunslingers. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention, seventh. Myself. Tony fucking Salas. 
I'll be your cheerleader. Thanks. <laughs> uh, open. Top five. Fifth place, Ben Moore. Fourth place, James Erickson. Third place, Gene Anaviv? Aniv? Ananiev. Ananiev? Hmm. Second place, Chicago gunslinger, Eugene Choi. Yay, Eugene! First place, Chris Pekin. Pekin. Pekin? I would go with I would Pekin. say Pekin. That's not what you said, though. You said Pekin. I Pekin. said Pekin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> peck, peck, peck. <laughs> PCC, top three. Third place, Mark Walters. Second place, David Richmond. First place, Brandon Higby. Production. Which only had seven shooters. Seven. And then it was only like... No, it was eight shooters. Eight or nine shooters, and then there was only seven shooters with DQs at the end of it. So, nine total, seven yeah. after DQs were taken out. So, top three, third place, Eric Capras. Second place... Eric, Eric Camps. Okay, Eric Camps. Yay, Eric. First place, James DeLambert. Yay, James. Yes. Man, James is... He's just one of those guys that just shows up and he's just like, he just swapped over to production. Yeah. He was shooting carry optics. He was at Nationals. He's like, ah, rip the dot off. I'm going to go shoot production. Yeah. He reminds me of another friend of ours who dabbles here and there and occasionally shows up. And when he does, he dominates a match yeah. in production. Uh... That lead farmer guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it went to the next one. My bad. So that's it for those, for the standings. Let's talk about our match, which we shot this match. We did. We drove five hours to get there, mm -hmm. right? When you think of, like, almost Canada, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, it's got to be, like, eight hours, right? Like it's not. In eight hours, it is not. <laughs> uh, so it was a five-hour drive. Uh, we stayed in Tomahawk. We, you know, unfortunately, I, I burned all my vacation days doing all the fun things earlier in the year. So I had to work Saturday. I got home from work. We had it up there. Well, so, <laughs> shockingly enough, uh, I actually had everything ready to go. We left one minute earlier than planned. We said we need to be on the road by 6.30. 6.29, we pulled out of the driveway. Yes, and I was, I even told her, we pulled out of the driveway, and I was like, hey, this match is going to be different. Because <laughs> I don't know how, time. I don't know why, I don't know when, but it's going to be different. Yep. Half an hour down the road. Not even. It what was did about you say? Twenty minutes. Uh, I reached to grab my phone to put music on, and I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm like, son of a bitch. Uh, you didn't grab my wallet, did you? I did not. Nope. No, she did not. So she made the executive call because the last time someone else was in Wisconsin with a not valid driver's license, there was a ticket involved. There was a ticket, <laughs> and since. We're prone to getting pulled over because some might think that speed limits might be suggestions. Uh, we thought it was a good idea to, to turn around and get, get the wallet right. Which we did. So that added an hour on. And then when we left the house, actually left the house, it felt normal. Yeah. Uh, when we actually left the house is when we got the surprising call. I was not expecting to hear from the lodge we were staying at. Right. Um, it was 7 p.m., 7.30. Um, she goes, I was just curious uh, if you were going to be checking in before 9. I said, no, uh, it's going to be a late check-in. I'll be there, you know, 11.30, 11.45. Oh, oh, that's, we're going to run into a problem. I don't have anybody checking in after 9. Um, like, well, can you check me in over the phone? Yeah, we can do that. Boom, payment went through. I got the little ding on my phone. Okay, well... Work. I, got you, I got you all set and ready to go. I'm going to put your room keys in an envelope with the directions to your room. And we'll leave them by the front door. By the front desk. By the front door. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much. We get up there. It's pitch black. Oh. I mean, it's the north woods of Wisconsin. Like, nothing. Right. Only headlights. Literally, our lodge was on a little lake or a pond. It was a lake. the road that we were on was dirt. So, this was not a paved highway. Okay. So, we pull up there, 
and his headlights shine on the door where you would normally go to go to registration and registration to check in. As I walk up to the door that has lights off, I see an envelope taped to the outside of the door in the parking lot, mind you, with our last name on it. You gotta be kidding me. This really isn't going to have, and I pull it off the door and sure as shit, our room keys in it. Actual keys, not a key card. A little gold key, two little gold keys with two little white ring tags that say room 34. And inside is a map of how to get from where we are right now to our room with a highlighter. Which was useless. Right. Because we couldn't find, there was no lights in the parking lot. Right, it was very difficult to see where the actual building was. There was cabins lined all over, which weren't on the map. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of jackasses and trucks from Minnesota parked in like six parking spots apiece. Yeah. So we finally parked. Uh, didn't know that our trip to this hotel would include room would would include room clearing drills. You're right. So nobody was in our room, which was awesome. Right. <laughs> Um, and we got the worst sleep of our lives because the beds were trash. The whole place, the whole place was really cute. They had like a pond. You could buy bundles of wood. There was little fire pits everywhere, ponds with benches and fountains. It was, it was very cute, north woodsy. To them, it's normal. To me, it's adorable, right? But the bed was trash. Absolute trash. Uh, we both slept like garbage. My back has been killing me. Your body has been killing you. Just but garbage. it was close to the range. You know, it was only 20 minutes from the range. Mm-hmm. So get up, get there quickly. Uh, we were trying to get to check in soon. Uh, two things. They were doing the drawing. They wanted everyone on bays 15 minutes prior to first shots. And I had to change my division. I was still listed as production. Really shouldn't have, didn't matter if we got there earlier or not because my division change didn't happen until the end of the match. Right. So... Uh, and I won a range bag. You won a range bag, uh, and at check-in, we got to pick a little ticket from the little prize table, mm-hmm. and we each got a drawstring backpack with DG bullets on it, I think, uh, some certificates and stickers and things like that, and you won an additional prize, which initially, because we handed our tickets over to them at the same time, they thought it was my prize, and the other girl corrected her and said it was your prize. What did you win, Tony? I won DG bullets. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Who picked out the grain that we would take home? Well, you were standing right there. Who's going to be making those bullets for you? I don't know. <laughs> she hasn't shown up to work in a while. <laughs> Incentives, sir. Incentives. Yeah. <laughs> so, so some bullets. You got a little range bag. Another fucking bag in this house. <laughs> the man with a million bags. This is a nice bag, though. It is a nice bag. It came with, uh, what you said, a brass bag, a uh, mag, mag pouch. pouch. It's basically the interior, the small interior bag that you would use for the old school, like, Midway USA, big giant duffel range bags. So, I guess, something to keep the smaller stuff sectioned off on the inside of a big range bag. Well, actually, people used to use them for their match bag. So, you would leave your big bag in the car, mm-hmm. and you would just take your essentials. It's got, like, a little draw, uh, like a shoulder strap and everything. Mm-hmm. And just take that with you. That's where your ammo is, your Yeah, the, am, and stuff. the ammo, the gun, the mags, mm-hmm. the essentials. Uh, the so range. we can get rid of some of the big range bags then. The range. <laughs> uh, what was the name of the range? Hodag. Hodag. The range is uh, beautiful. Gorgeous range. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had a little walking um, to stages and stuff, but it wasn't bad. And the long trek towards the back bays... They had a couple side-by-sides set up with trailers to trolley you back and forth, mm-hmm. which is very nice. They brought out the lunch to the shooters. Yep. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And each bay had ample amounts of cover, which is <laughs> called foreshadowing because we would need it. <laughs> and also ample place for the officials and the shooters to sit yeah which was amazing yeah generally it's you know the tent the chairs that 
the staff is sitting in and, you know, whatever yeah. you brought. Sit oh, on and it. plenty of, you know, hydration available. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ice water at every other bay. Yeah. Um, the best outdoor potties ever. <laughs> like, yes, it's a hole in the ground and you poop in it. But, like, it was so much more than that. It was like, it's like, it meant more than it's you. like the she shed of porta potties. Like, it would, they had like countertops and like hand wipes, paper towels. Like, there was a mirror in one of them. I'm like, this is, this is odd, but this is fantastic. And I love using the bathroom at this range. This is the Ritz Carlton of shitters. Yeah, it was, it was very, very nice. And then, of course, you know, regular porta potties too, but like these little, potty huts were everywhere right so the match itself on the uh matchbook seemed like eh. mm -hmm. when we got there you started seeing the stages in person you started realizing that uh hodak has a lot of distance they can use on their base mm -hmm. and they do yeah and they also like putting parcels at distance. Mm -hmm. This was a very, to me, this was a very hard match. Yeah. Uh, and I was shooting a dot gun, and yeah. it was difficult. I, uh, I, and, and they painted their steel brown. They didn't just paint it brown. They literally scooped sand, brought it to Sherwin-Williams, said, can you color match this from our range? And paint the paint, paint the steel the same color. It was Where's Waldo of Poppers. I'll put the little asterisk here. That's not, uh, that's not true. But it seems like what they did. Oh, no. I'm sure somebody <laughs> did. Like, I'm, I'm convinced. There were how many times, especially on, what was it, uh, six Stage six. Yeah, lateral. Up on the hill. And we were just, I mean, you're scoping out. And you're like, you know, you're covering your eyes and squinting. And you're like, I don't, I don't see four pieces of steel. I do not see it. And like walking every angle and just convinced they just, there's only two or three pieces of steel. Right. You could not see it. It was the same color as the sand that it was up against. Yeah, and and I can't remember the last time I shot a match where multiple stages included included a bunch of twenty five plus yards, thirty and even forty yard targets, like yeah. on multiple bays. Right. <laughs> so it was it was a hard match. Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, it definitely uh, it definitely ate my lunch. I did I... not do so well. Um, before we go into how we personally did on the match, the foreshadowing I was talking about, uh, well, Mother Nature decided that it wanted to give us a brief, uh, as Cookie put it, a summer shower or summer storm that statistically only lasts 22 minutes, <laughs> according to Mr. Cook, which he he's very adamant that this 45-minute uh, rainstorm was 22 minutes. It's funny. But yeah, it, um, it like came up in such a weird way. Like we saw like, it was like a patch of like dark clouds in the sky. It seemed like for three stages before it. Right. And we're like, huh, there's the rain that we might get later. Yeah. There's the rain. And, and it like, it was like, it was never happening. We're like, oh, that's fantastic. It looks like it's going to just pass us right on by. And we had one shooter left on our second to last stage. George DeSeco. And at his make ready, you hear kaboom. We're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He goes, stand by. All right, we're going to run this thing. As soon as he starts shooting, the heavens open up. It starts to downpour. We get called over the comm. A guy shows up, says, didn't you hear there's a ceasefire? Right. <laughs> For thunder and lightning. So we all stop. Take shelter under a giant aluminum uh, oversized carport, essentially. No, no, no. You guys took cover <laughs> under the metal structure. Myself, Cookie, Eugene, Stephen, and Dave, the smarter individuals, 
decided to be on the lifeboat of the Titanic in which you guys were in and stay under the wood structure. Yeah. I was, we in the, I, I was literally in the very, very center. The, it, the, the structure's big enough for, what was it, eight picnic tables underneath there? It was two full squads of the bays. So there were yeah. two bays next to each other, two full squads. Plus all there. the staff from both of them. Right. Minus the four or five of you. So it was gigantic. And we, we were all mushed into the middle, so n- nobody had to be standing on the edge of it getting soaked. And we weren't like shoulder to shoulder, but we were close, close, tight, you know, tight in there. Um, just waited it out. 22 minutes. Watch the canopies and the freestanding structures fly. Well, that's because you thought the heavens opened the up when George was shooting. It was like five minutes after we got under the cover, it came down sideways yeah it was coming down sideways and the wind was so strong it obliterated three canopies the two on our bay uh and one the bay over right next to where the porsche was parked right (laughs) no the other one Mm. uh from the two stages prior yeah and it it snapped two of our target stands on our bay in half yeah so the targets were limped over it was it was madness. <laughs> it was madness. There was a lot of rain. And then, uh, you know, it didn't take as long. We thought it was going to take longer after the rain stopped to get everything back to shootability. Yeah, no, the staff was great. They had yeah. it back up and running very quickly. Yeah. George finished shooting. We reset, said thank you, goodbye, and headed to our last one. Right. So, this match whooped my ass. Uh, it had a lot of very hard technical stages. I had 10 mics, which is way too many, and one penalty. Because on that stupid memory stage, uh, I thought I shot the wall. And I looked to confirm, and I didn't, and I completely forgot to shoot my last target. So that was uh, that was fun. I can't remember the last time I forgot a target. Oh. It was aggravating. You forgetting a target happened roughly three and a half minutes after I forgot a target because you followed me all day, and I also forgot a target. At the same position, you forgot yours. I, I got the one you got, and I forgot the one that you thought you hit the wall on. Yep. So, that was... As soon as I was through and shot the very last one on my right, I knew there was one more I had to pivot to my left. Pivot! and i locked eyes with four different targets couldn't see whether they had hits on them or not but i'm like okay i know i got that one i know i got that one and after a while i'm like you know there's eight targets that i can see right now it's i'm already burned up a bunch of time unload show clear just just take it it's coming just take it i couldn't figure it out so they had a lot of different State, they had a standard stage, which was, eh, it was okay. It was, you know, it's hard to make a standard stage interesting. Right. They had uh, a number of shots required per target stage, which it was okay. I mean, it offered a different type. I know you loved it. I did. I loved that one. It offered a different type of challenge. I think it would have been... I think it would have been better or different if the numbers had been greater per target to force most people to reload like it would be really hard to force an open guy to reload because that's way too many like there are open guns that'll hold 30 32 rounds but no one really had to reload unless you shot a sig that didn't have good mags right or were in a low cap division so i my mags hold 21 and the stage was 21. I mean, I can... I couldn't start Barney because it was an unloaded start. Right. Gun on barrel, mag on another barrel. And six barrels going down one long skinny row headed downrange. Right. To your left, there was six openings. You could only see one or two at a time depending on where you're standing. First target was six, then five shots, four, three, two, and the last one had one shot. Uh, best of, so you can spray as many as you need to, but best of six, five, four, three, two, and one. I thought that was interesting um, because I 
I anticipated having more than one shot on my last target. I knew I would go into my last best two and best one per with a, with another mag. Being that I only had 21 shots, I couldn't miss, I couldn't make up. It was my safety net, was doing a reload. I fumbled it, which was incredibly upsetting. And this is the stage immediately after I had dropped my mag in the sand, fumbling a reload again, picked the mag full of sand up, shoved it on up into the gun, and just spewed bullets and sand together at once. So the stage after I did that was the 654321, and just before the reload, which is probably why I fumbled it because I was so frustrated, just before the reload, uh, my thumbs, I could tell were... I was really holding on to it tight because I'm trying to shoot aggressively, right? Six, five, four, three, two, one. Like, I know what I'm doing. It's They're not hard shots. I just need to focus on my numbers. The slide locked, it not open, just partway open. My thumbs had actually slowed down the slide enough from all the grit, I think, that was inside of the gun. Because when I looked at my gun, realized there was a problem, I loosened my grip to fix the problem, and the slide closed. I'm like, well, fuck it, just keep shooting, right? So I did, then fumbled the reload. It was a train wreck, but it was so much fun. Like, I was very, that was the stage I was most excited for. So one of the stages that I thought was, it, it, it gave a lot of challenges. So you had two starting boxes. Oh, I loved this one. They were about... 15 yards apart you had to choose to start in one of those boxes and kind of diagonally downrange you could draw and shoot too many poppers one open target at about 40 yards 35 yards there isn't a second paper as well no, 35 yards mm -hmm. and then an additional target at about 20 yards those were your first shots then you had to run laterally either left or right opposite of where you started to shoot the same array, just on a different angle, what? and then do a 30-yard dash to the front to basically hose hose three different sections. You had some partials port. on the right-hand side through a port. Then you had a low high target. port with low targets with two head boxes, and, well, they were all head boxes. Mm -hmm. They were just... Space upside stuff. down. Yeah, and, somewhere upside down. Yeah. And then you had a low port all the way to the left. With three more targets, with partials. Three more. With, uh, I think they were all tuxedos, weren't mm -hmm. they? Yeah. All on one stage. Yeah. <laughs> this is madness. What I didn't realize, and I had walked it a bit, I did not realize during the walk through that from the back left box, the right side mini poppers were minis. Until I actually shot it. Because the left two were full-size poppers. Uh -huh. And the right two were minis. And because I wasn't... I wasn't practicing the lateral. I walked over each of them twice. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to really get my game plan for where I was going to be doing my mag change. And trying to practice getting into the low port and stuff like that. I didn't spend as much time at the back comparing the two. And you couldn't see them from the opposite side. Because of the wall. So you couldn't see them all at one time. It wasn't until I was shooting it three different shots on one mini popper. I'm like, no, you, oh my, you're so small <laughs> and so far away. Yeah, that was, it was a really fun one though. Yeah. I enjoyed feeling the wind in my hair flying downrange. <laughs> so the platypus ran awesome. Not a single hiccup. Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. I'm really glad the Ambi Safety got here in time because we did have that weekend part of the uh, standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I loved it. I'm gonna be doing a couple more changes and stuff with it, but I was not the only platypus there. Uh, Pontrelli brought his out. Yeah, we had the Goomba Gat and Bumblebee <laughs> on the same squad. We had all the slingers on the same squad. Yeah. That yep. was awesome. That was fun. And a guy named Bryce. Yeah. 
<laughs> who is the one who cursed the rain. He's the one who jinxed us. <laughs> he goes, oh man, we really hope the rain holds out. I said, don't say the R word in here. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Oh, good news. Uh, fellow gunslinger Elmer did find me a race holster that would fit the platypus. Which is very exciting. Yes, it is the black scorpion. <laughs> it is the black scorpion gear uh, race model, basically. I don't know nice. what they call it, but it's like their, their open looking holster. Yeah, they make good stuff. Um. So your gun, your mishaps. I think you need to put your heavier guide rod spring back in your recoil spring. I think you need to go back up to a fourteen. It's got a twelve in it. Mm-hmm. And apparently your gun just doesn't, maybe this cures it with the 14, because it's going to close with a little bit more oomph. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've kind of come to the conclusion that you've only had these feeding issues, especially at the make ready, with Syntec 150s. Yeah. And they are, of all the flat points out there, it's a very, very like... Very aggressive. Yeah, it's flat. Like, it becomes flat very quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. So, little trial, I think you're just going to do regular round nose. Yeah. And see if it persists. If not, I don't know what else, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be the issue. Yeah. So, at least it's resolvable. Well, the good thing is, too, because we assumed that there was something wrong with my other FCU. That's true. Right. And we put the old one in to try it. Yeah. So, I had three, two or three FCUs in it in the last month to try and figure it out, and... Every time it does it, it's with that ammo. Well, it's going to make you happy. Yeah. Your other SCU had the, the the good stuff in it. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't have to gut my FCU, strip it down, send it back to SIG. Right. FCU seems to be fine. I believe it's the ammunition. Okay. And potentially, like you said, the recoil spring as well. We'll tinker around with those a little bit. And uh, as much as I love the Federal Syntec ammo, I love the way it shoots. I absolutely cannot spend another match frustrated like this. I mean, my last one was Northern Illinois. Especially at the make ready. That's like the and, worst time. I mean, it is like so hard mentally to like take yourself from fuck this gun. What is happening? What's going on? Why isn't it working to you remember what your stage plan is, right? Right. Like you remember you're good to like, just like to really like bring yourself back focus and go, okay, at the make ready. I, I got to figure it out. The gun is loaded. The problem's over. Move past it. But, like, to stop yourself mentally and bring yourself back to your mental focus prior to that happening is very hard. And I I felt like every stage that I shot, I shot frustrated. Yeah, Which that's never fun. Was, I mean, and that's how all of Northern was, too. You know, I spent the entire match shooting, being frustrated mm-hmm. about my make ready. And not able to, like, pull myself out of that, like, anger, right, of why it's happening, why I have a bullet sitting in my pocket because it won't take 21 rounds, even sometimes not even 20. I even had to take two rounds out at one point to get it to actually load and cycle that in. So, it is very frustrating. So, I do hope that, I mean, my season's over, right? finally got to figure it figured out and uh, I have zero majors left so great timing <laughs> on that but uh, I will not be shooting syntax through the 320s anymore until we try the other spring yeah potentially I don't know I mean I I already got the bad feels about them like just you yeah, know but they do shoot really well I, I like them for matching I, I do like them and actually, this is the very first time I've ever done the certified match ammo. Uh, I didn't know that you had to like do something special. Like I was like, it, I was, I was like, oh, my box says USPSA on it. Like I'm shooting certified match ammo, so if it doesn't meet Chrono, I'm still good. Which is why I purposefully saved that ammo for a match because I'm like, I've never done that before. I've always shot my own homemade ammo, mm-hmm. um, you know, occasionally Blazer or something, but I've never shot the match certified ammo. Um, so as I was putting my eight rounds in the chrono bag, I had told the girl, I said, I said, it's, you know, certified match ammo. Do I have to like write that somewhere on my ticket? And she goes, 
you have to go to registration and fill out a form. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Luckily, I had the, the boxes, right? The cardboard boxes. I had them with me. You don't know this. When I was getting ready to pack us up, instead of putting the my ammo in my bag, your ammo in your bag, I was going to put ours into little pouches in the ammo can. Mm. Which means I would have thrown away the cardboard boxes and left them at home instead of transporting all this cardboard. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I didn't because you had to put the lot number on it and it's stamped on the inside of the cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, we'll have to find that out, what would have happened. Yeah. I mean, you can't very well leave it blank because then how are they going to certify it, right? Right. So uh, it ended up working out. And I did pass chrono anyways, 144. So certified or not, it's just spicy. <laughs> Why is it spicy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so very much for joining us. We had a lot of fun in the Canada South. <laughs> Canada South, <laughs> yes, in the southern the southern suburbs of Canada. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can reach out to us at pewtimepodcast at gmail.com. Or on any of the social medias at Laugh and Load. There's so many social medias now, I don't know which ones we're not on. So Not many. Uh, yeah. Um, we're not we, on Snapchat, I don't think. I don't even have a Snapchat. I don't even, I'm not sure. Oh. I've never done the snapping of chats. So we are going to try and grow our Twitter a little more. Because uh, Instagram, like I said last week, has been very, very, very difficult to work with for a gun channel basically and they're taking things down that don't even make sense right so uh, i'm gonna try and throw a few more memes up kind of like the old days and see if that tricks them to leaving us alone or get us off the bad boy list Mm -hmm. Uh, but we're trying to uh, grow our twitter so if you're on twitter give us a follow and on youtube go subscribe to us because we're going to be doing a lot more stuff with youtube including potentially this being a video podcast. So that'll come soon-ish. And I do apologize. I have a feeling this episode is going to come out with the audio a little wonky. The new mic has not arrived. The new mic will be here for next week's episode. For next week's episode. I should have I should have started the episode with this. Thank you for sticking around through the shit audio. Uh, this will be the last episode like that. He's actually just crumpling a candy wrapper in front of the the whole time. It's not true. It's not true. (laughs) But thank you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.